0: I'm just a nigga running. still escaping
1: my feelings. I'd rather call you a friend. This shit's something that got me now. It means I'm just a single. I'm not looking for no fiance, so that already means I'm beyond greedy. I said, bitch, I'm trying to be the next kind. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Future Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. Diddy Casanova, a.k.a. one true king of the south, a.k.a. Russell Flexbrook, a.k.a. Playlist Poppy Podcast Poppy, you know what I'm saying? So we in here. Black Friday, Black Friday edition, <laughs> and on the hotline as always is my wonderful and esteemed co-host.
2: Hey y'all, it's your girl Allie Nicole, aka your favorite little shit talker, aka that ball headed badass, aka the ball headed bandit, aka Champagne Mommy, because that's what I'm on until Saturday. I ain't gotta be nowhere until Saturday. I have no plans, no job, and shit to do. aka Mrs. Thanksgiving, a.k.a. that little baby who wants to eat a full meal. Calvin, I don't know if y'all understand what an accomplishment it is for me to actually have an appetite, like dog. I'm actually going to cry about that. Like, tomorrow, I'm going to eat a plate, like a full plate. I'm excited about it. I have a desire to
1: eat. Hey, you know, you got to accept the small victories when you can. You feel me?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, I'm going to be champagne drunk as fuck up until Saturday. Drunk as a bitch. I'm drinking nothing but champagne. Now until I have to be somebody's um, DRC.
1: <laughs> be careful. Listen, we at the point where I feel like your body is more familiar with liquor than alcohol, liquor than food. And I, and yeah. I personally, I have concerns.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we're at that point. I'm not going to lie to y'all. You know, I'm at that point of my breakup where... Everybody has, like, the lowest point of the breakup. And I think the point, like, when I think about what a breakup is, it mirrors, like, the, the steps of grief, right? And Denial, at first bargaining. Denied, yeah. Like, if I could just do X, Y, and Z, I could have this back. And then you get into extreme anger and disappointment. And I think the hardest part about the breakup, for real, and the hardest part of getting a grief, for real, is acceptance. I have accepted the fact that this, what I wanted or what I had is no longer available to me. And I have to create a new normal. I have to create a new routine. Accepting that fact that this is the over, over portion. Like, of course you double back, right? Of course you test the waters. Of of course you see.
1: you do not double back.
2: (laughs) Calvin, let me, be real. No, you're not supposed to double back. That doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Let's be realistic. Like, let's be honest, right? and you do that right and then you realize that what you thought you were coming back to you can't it's not the same it's like you get the shell of a person but the things that made y'all interesting are no longer available because there's so much that's broken and if you don't want to truly truly do that work bro leave it alone and it's just coming to the realization that in order to do that work it requires two people and niggas don't want to and that's the just sequel, the reality of the situation.
1: The sequel is never as good as the original. Never. Um, never. And, and there's
2: nothing you can do. When I tell you there's nothing you can do about that, there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing the you can only,
1: do. The only form of closure that's real is a closure in y'all wigs.
2: Um, I won't say that closure isn't real. And I hate that we're dismissive about that. Because sometimes some last conversations need to be had. Some final truths need to be said. Sometimes that conversation, for me, and I'll be honest with you, I'm team closure. Sometimes you need to have that. And yes, if that includes sex one last time, okay. You got to respect the boundaries of going in with the intentions of saying this is the last time. And I want to end this on a better note. The last memory that I had between me and this man before, of course, the last time was terrible. And it did not align with the good times that we had with each other. It didn't align with it. So my, I, that's a part of, again, a part of grief is rejection and bargaining, bro. Like, I rejected that. No, nah, that's not going to be, that's not how we end things. This isn't how we end. This isn't how we're supposed to go out. Then you go back into the, okay, if I could see you one last time, if we could talk one more again, if I could just make it right in that conversation and put some hard periods behind some, some sentences, some incomplete sentences, I could, we could at least end it there. And a lot of times, I'll be honest with you, closure for me, and when I go in with, the, with that intention, has come out for the better for the girl. It has. And I'm able to walk away with certain situations with peace. And in this particular situation, that was my attempt. If we were gonna try, now's the time. And I thought that we could. I really did. I thought that we could. I thought that if we talked about it and if we did the work, but work requires, people it requires effort it requires stamina love requires longevity love is crystal clear loud and clear at that and anything that's not that isn't that this ain't that this ain't that that. so I think it and I hate that I always have to learn certain lessons in blood I just we gonna get to a point of growth where I don't have to go through that but while we're here we here and I'll accept it but it's like this is the true the hardest part of group for me has to be accepting the fact that what is, even if we're we ever becoming again, will never be what it was the first time. I don't have that access to you, and you don't have that access to me anymore because the trust is broken. I don't trust you
0: and-
3: fairy there's a reason we call
1: fairy tale endings fairy tale endings because it's not. Generally, real life. And I'm trying to separate my individual feelings for this individual versus your overarching point, right? I'm trying to separate the two because it's not fair to you for me to let how I feel about Buddy impact what you're trying to say and how you're going through and how you're processing. So, but I look at it like this, right? In a, in a perfect world, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like in a perfect world, a lot of shit would be different. And in a perfect world, you would be able to. Have that, that exit interview, that okay, what happened here, here, and here? What, like, you know what I'm saying? That exit interview to really kind of just, you know, not make yourself whole, but to make things seem, to make the math math. But you know me, I operate in a very realistic, like, temperament. And I, and I, you see that you, you see often, you choose to see the best of people. I often choose to see the worst. And that is, neither one of us are fully right, neither one of us is fully wrong. And right. so for me, and so for me, I look at it as like, look, in a perfect world, yes, closure is a great thing. you know, shit happens, you have an exit interview, you talk about it, you leave on good terms, whatever, you know what I'm saying, all of that. But I, the reason why I don't like cl- closure in this climate is because that rarely happens in such a clean, neat, productive.
2: And you're absolutely right. And you are absolutely right. I knew that opening up this can of worms was going to, there was a chance that I would be devastated again. I knew that. And as a grown ass adult and as a grown ass woman, those are the chances that you open up, you make yourself susceptible to. That's, that's literally the chance that you take. Right. I did that to me. That's my portion of accountability. I have to say, okay opening up this door knocking on this door again opens you up for some shit bro and you've done a lot to get to the point where you are now and you have to make certain lifestyle choices to maintain being healthy dog period and that's just me so it's like it's like this personal accountability first and foremost secondly is bro if you ignore all their right excuse me if you ignore all of their advice and something isn't right who will you complain to? I have no friends. There's nobody who's going to rub my back and say, there, there's sis. You gave it the old college try. Dust yourself off. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps and smack me on my ass and send me about my way. I ignored the advice. I was told exactly how this would go. I did the shit anyway. So this the egg is on my face, dog. You can keep the I told you so, my nigga. I heard.
3: Got it. And, and- so, yes, I think you, your friends care about your
1: well-being, right? And also your friends, it's hard to see the shit when you're in the shit. You feel me? Like, it's hard to see the forest for the trees when you're in the middle of the forest.
2: Roses really the- smell like boo, 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 boo. Okay.
1: <laughs> Man, you're going to, you are going to stop quoting breakup songs on this year podcast. You can do that <laughs> on your own time. <laughs> Okay? We not about to have this shit the entire episode. I fucking refuse. Baby, um, I
2: masturbated to pretty wings today, bro. I am you too far gone, bro.
1: You need help. I you need Jesus and all his disciples <laughs> because I'm not doing this shit with you. And here's the reason why I'm not doing this shit with you. It's because <laughs> nigga, it's because when you're in the middle of the shit, it's hard to you can't, you can't get a bird's eye view of what really is going on when you're in the midst of it. I understand that. Cool but there's a reason you have people that you're supposed to, you're supposed to trust who can see the forest for the trees, who can see the entire situation in a, in a, in a, in a way that it doesn't have the same level of emotions as you, as I'm you have. I'm not
2: mad at my friends for keeping me honest. I'm never mad at my friends for doing that. Ever. Ever. I'm not mad at my friends for keeping me to the expectations I set for myself. I'm, I'm never going to be upset with y'all. But when I'm wrong, bro and I know I'm wrong, and I know that I know that y'all know I'm wrong, I feel like that should just be enough.
1: <laughs> it would be if you weren't so adamant that you was right in the first step. <laughs> like, and I get the, that. That's and the I thing that you, for, you forget to tell. You forget that. to tell when you, when you, when you talk about I how much that. you hate that I'm right. It's like, because when we have these discussions in I the be, first place... Because
2: in my head, I be right, bro. I be right. And in the and, middle of my shit, bro, I be right when I'm in the middle of my shit, but when I get out of that shit and I realize I was dead wrong, bro, just let me come to you and apologize. Just, and be like, all right, Alex, Is please, it is it,
1: me it, up, it, is it, is let it, me buy but, you a drink. Didn't you say, didn't, aren't, aren't you the one to say that your apology needs to be as loud as your disrespect? And I'm not saying you disrespect. It absolutely does.
2: It does. 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 Because it when you in the middle
1: of your shit, when you in the middle of your shit, fam, you you let us have it. You tell us all, all the ways we have you fucked up and all the ways we, we're Cause y'all not world. you.
2: In the moment, y'all be having me fucked up. In the moment, but, y'all be having me fucked up. You got me fucked up right now.
1: But when, when we tell you, by the way, this is how it's going to happen. We've seen this story before. We know how this is going to go. And then when it actually goes that route, and then you come back trying to like pretend that we didn't just tell you everything that was going down. No, I need you to. I need acknowledgement. Okay, I need acknowledgement uh... that that you that I was not bullshitting you here. And that's all. That's all that is. Because sometimes a lot of motherfuckers want to want to come in and get back at people's good graces without acknowledging how you was wrong. No, no, no. Because no. Because where we where we from? Look, you can be wrong, nigga. I'ma ride. i a nigga's right or wrong. But if he wrong, you're wrong, you going to at least tell us that you're wrong, because I need to know that you've learned something from this. Otherwise, you're gonna keep doing the same shit.
2: The most overwhelming thing in my life right now is this breakup and laundry. And when I really think <laughs> about that shit, Tim, that's <laughs> the, 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 the she
1: beating your ass.
2: Bro, it is whooping my
1: ass, bro. All uh, them hoodies that you ain't getting back was whooping. <laughs> whooping my
2: ass, bro. I found a pair of sweatpants the other day and damn near cried, bro. No, fucking I, remember, I did cry, bro. I remember when he used to wear these sweatpants, and now I don't know what to do. <laughs> Baby, finding his shit, bro. I was in the middle of the dark pile crying, bro. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he... Ooh, he used to wear this nike tech hoodie maybe i bought him that nike tech hoodie what fuck is you saying uh, and, and,
1: and you can't even give it to me because it don't fit my size man fuck that Baby,
2: and then the crazy thing about it, the crazy crazy thing about it is the laundry detergent that i have is his favorite so I, and i'm not throwing this shit away because i'm not a wasteful bitch but now my everything laundry for the everything next three everything
1: months, Everything smells like him.
2: Everything <laughs> reminds me of you, bitch. And oh, somebody come take this off my hands, please. <laughs> hey, honestly, I have $300 if somebody can come do my laundry, bro. No bullshit. <laughs> No Ex- bullshit.
1: Nigga, excuse me?
2: <laughs> I will pay somebody. In. You know, maybe maybe not three hundred dollars. I was like, I gotta... nigga, for
1: nigga, for three hundred dollars, nigga, I'll do your laundry, nigga. I will take it up to my mama <laughs> house <for> right now. <laughs>
2: maybe like one fifty, bro. Come get my laundry, bro. Come I in. already
1: I already got like about because my washer in my apartment broke because I live I live in a hood. And and I'm not doing laundry right now because, you know, COVID. So I got hella laundry to go come up to my mom. I was like, hey, sis, bow. <laughs> Let me use up your water real quick, bow. Uh, but listen, all, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, everything is a process, including getting over a breakup, including getting over someone that you really have started making l- a little bit more long-term plans. Um, and. I understand that. I think everyone around you understands that. So, so there is grace in in understanding that you're not going to be, you're not going to go through this shit perfectly. I think I think sometimes, and we we'll, can we can wrap it up here. I think sometimes the the discussion comes from is so you know when you're driving mm-hmm. and and your GPS is telling you to go one way, and but you like, nah, I'm the, I know the way, and you go whatever way you go, you you, you go, and then we get stuck in traffic. And then I'm just looking at the GPS that who said we should have got off on the exit before. That's mm-hmm. how sometimes I feel. It's like, like, look, the GPS is telling you go this way. I'm pretty sure the GPS knows what the fuck you're doing. This waves. they even account for the traffic. But right. because you you know your car and you know your city, you go yes. you go the same route. And then when we're stuck in traffic, I'm just looking at you like we could have avoided this. And I think that's where I'm at. I think I think I, I hate when anyone i love including myself makes self-inflicted mistakes you know niggas fuck up you know what i'm saying niggas niggas fuck up all the time and people fuck up all the time people fuck over my niggas but when it's something that we know we could have avoided and we chose to not do it it's just like come on man like it, it 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 feels like it feels like we're 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 starting over in the healing process because all that work that, that happened prior to this this rekindling feels like it just disappeared because we're right back at square one. You feel me? And that's a, and that's the frustrating part is because it's like I know you're not a square one type of shit, and I know and I and I know that you are better, not better than like getting over a breakup, but you are not the person that I know you can be. And that's because we have we have lost some progress because we tried to rekindle some shit that, in all intents and purposes, we knew we shouldn't have touched. Not, right. not with not with how y'all did. Like, there's some, there's some, you know, there's some ways that, like, if y'all ended in a certain way, yeah, un- I understand the double back. But not with how the way y'all ended, and that ain't got to be something that we put on wax. But with the way y'all ended, nah, uh. Uh-uh. That nigga, that nigga would have had to lead with, like, an extreme level of, like, apologeticness that he didn't do. And I, I can't go on behalf of you. But again, I remove my feelings from how I feel about this nigga and support you but that's that's my point
2: (laughs) yeah nah and you're not wrong you're not wrong at this point moving forward i need my apologies in blood or cash and depending upon the situation i wanted it blood so you're not wrong friend but uh bro you know what and i really ooh, calvin we just had this conversation bro and it's taking let me take a sip of my champagne before i say this shit oh i really don't like calvin i don't like it i don't like no it. one does i don't like it no you, like no it.
1: one likes I what i'm like right it. but the problem mm-hmm. is i be right a lot <laughs> i
2: don't like it bro you know what
1: what happened we'll talk, so what happened what happened
2: Come there on go. Come on. Mm-hmm. has this has gone to netflix and asked netflix to take His showdown, which is the Dave Chappelle show, all the seasons have been put up. um, All the available seasons were put up on Netflix in in this past week. And uh, Dave Chappelle went to Netflix and asked Netflix to take his shows down because Viacom was paying him pennies in comparison to what he should have been paying. Not
1: even paying him pennies. Not not even that.
2: They were dicking him over. So Mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle went to Netflix and said, fuck that. Until these niggas put, give me, what I'm, uh, give me what I'm asking for, plus what I'm owed, y'all not getting shit from me. And Netflix respected his wishes, and the Dave Chappelle series has been effectively being taken off. I have to give Dave Chappelle his fucking kudos. Now, Calvin, don't interrupt me, because this does not happen often, okay? This does not happen often.
1: I-, I will shut up and wait for you to make your point.
2: I am proud of Dave Chappelle. I have my qualms with Dave Chappelle's type of art and what he takes humor in. And as somebody who has also found some of his shit very controversial yet very funny, there's a line with Dave Chappelle that he teeters with me. And I think that's where I I have to give him his respect because he does exactly what I expect comedians to do. It is a comedian's job to toe that fucking line. Toe the line. And that's where you find humor. Humor is found in gray areas and he plays with that very, very well. To the point of offense sometimes. A lot of times. Okay. To the point where I was like, "Uh, I don't know how I feel about supporting Right? However, the way that Dave Chappelle protects his art, give a fuck what's on the line, give a fuck how much money he's walking away from, is admirable. Because I know a lot of niggas that would have folded. Because Dave Chappelle don't need this shit. And he's explained it to y'all and shown y'all Every single time, Dave Chappelle will find the door. When it comes to his money, his coin, and making sure he gets paid not only what he's owed but what he's worth, he will put his dick on that table every single time. So you know what? As a a fellow creative, I have no no choice but to stand. No choice but to stand. Calvin, now, I have a criticism, but I'm going to let you go ahead first.
3: Thank you, Alex. Thank you. You know, um...
1: Dave Chappelle is one of the greatest storytellers of our time. I think at this point, he's almost like he's transcended being a comedian, and he's just like he's a, he's like a thought leader. He's he's just a storyteller. Like he, like because that, that that special, I mean, the, the video he released wasn't a lot of jokes in it. You know, it wasn't like wasn't a like lot of setups and punchlines. He was telling his story, and he told in a way that everyone was captivated from the entire 20 minute video about like his message. And he got his message out and he understood it. So, so a little backstory. So again, Dave Chappelle pitched a Chappelle show to HBO. They told me to eat a dick um, and got on with Comedy central. And so he, he did the two seasons and then he left in the third season. You know, he was kind of about, one of the sketches was kind of, you know, he wasn't sure that his art was being told and what he he respected. And fam, he left LA and flew back to his farm in Ohio in, in Yellow Springs. And by the time he landed on the flight, Comedy Central had created a smear campaign that Dave was a crackhead. He he left to Africa to go smoke crack and go smoke cocaine and he lost his marbles and literally slandered this man. They did. Like blackballed this man for, you know, a lot of his, like, comedic crime, like, you understand, Dave Chappelle, the Ch- 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 Chappelle show, um, was in, like, ended in, like, what, 5 Um l mm-hmm. 04, 05? He did come back until, what, 2015, 2016? That's 10 years, bae. He wasn't, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't working. He wasn't in Hollywood. He wasn't in movies. He wasn't doing stand-up. That's 10 years of, like, his livelihood, bro. And so, in the contract, and Dave admitted it in the contract that like he hired he hired lawyers, but the lawyers are working for the same team as, as the network, and so he signed a shit, he signed a shit deal. You know what I'm saying? That allows hmm. them to use, use his life. he did like, what? Listen, he signed a shit deal. Like, listen, he okay. signed a shit deal.
2: Continue.
1: I know where you're going, and we no don't no no touch no.
2: no. Just go just go ahead. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: he, he admitted it. He admitted he signed a shit deal, and. Because the original contract was, and Cat Williams said a lot about this too. Cat Williams is one of those people that sometimes he's crazy, but sometimes he hit, he hit on, a, on the nose as well. Um, he signed a contract that he was supposed to get half the profit of whatever Chappelle Show brought. Chappelle Show did so much money, they, they came back and said, Well, you, you made too much money for that contract to be valid. So Chappelle Show, according to the books, made like 500 million. So he was supposed to get 250. Man, right. They offered him ten percent because it was like, "Sam, you made so much, like you you our expectations," and and Dave was like, "You know, uh, he accepted it, but then after you, you not only are you going to dick me down financially, but you're going to fuck with my art. I'm I'm good. I'm out." Mm-hmm. And he and he left. And and I think the, and so what Dave Chappelle was asked was because Chappelle Show was streaming on HBO Max and Netflix as well as the Comedy Central's Viacom's platform. And mm-hmm. so he asked the audience not to boycott Netflix or not to boycott HBO. Just don't stream the show. Right. Which is, which is a little bit of a different ask than some of the other asks that we've, had, we've seen, where it's like, no, we're boycotting the entire network, the entire streaming platform. They supposed was like, look, you can watch Netflix. You can watch HBO Max. Don't just just don't watch my shit until they pay me. And because he asked his, he asked his agent and his attorneys, like... <clears throat> is there anything legally that we can do about this? And the agents and the attorneys said legally, no. There's not shit we can do about it. But Dave Chappelle being Dave Chappelle was like, cool, if I can't do anything legally, I'm going I'm to I'm go to his, he said, my real boss is I'm going to go to the fans and the people and get them to ride for me. And right. again, you made a very, a very poignant point. Dave Chappelle has and always has leverage. Dave Chappelle has had leverage more than almost any other comedian in his era. Because leverage is only good if you're willing to act on it. And ever since Comedy Central and the Chappelle show, like you said, Dave will leave. Dave will, will give you his ass a kiss, flip you the fuck off, and walk out. And I think that's the difference between Dave Chappelle and a lot of these other people is because not only would a, a lot of other people not leave because again you have bills you need to pay you, you have families you need to feed but also a lot of people don't aren't worth and don't have the same leverage as Dave Chappelle I think it's, he, is a, he is a unique figure in that, in, in, in that area because he has the leverage and he has the, the cultural cachet to do whatever the fuck he wants And to really know that he will be good forever. And I think that is something important that we have to add to any conversation we have, especially for comparing him to anybody else. He has that cultural cachet, and he's shown multiple times over multiple platforms and multiple mediums that that people will watch him do whatever the fuck he chooses. Mm-hmm. And he's also not afraid to leave and, and do it however he needs to. That is a very powerful combination. And it is a combination that a lot of people could stand to learn from as creatives, as entrepreneurs, as black people in this society. Ha- it, be ready to leave if you need to, but, right. also, but also make sure that if you do choose to leave, that you're not cutting off your nose to spite your face because you have backup plans, you have the cultural cachet, you have the audience that you can bring to you wherever you choose to go.
2: And that is the art of negotiation 101. We ready to get the fuck up from the table? So There's only so much compromising you're going to be able to have to
1: before 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 you you can only bend over backwards so many times till they break. And and, so and many times. you got to say like even You know what I mean like when we t- when we talked about Meg and her contract, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, I, and so, hey, these corporations aren't your friends. Like, no. You know what i they, they, they aren't your friends. The, the lawyers they give you so, aren't your friends. And here's what
2: I'm going to say my bad. And you're absolutely ahead. right. But this is what I'm going to say to this, right? I think that the difference between Dave and Meg is that Dave admitted that he signed a shitty deal. And I think the difference between the way that people are writing for Dave and the way that people criticize Meg is that Meg it came across like Meg was being preyed on, and instead Dave took some accountability for the fact that he didn't maybe do his duty. he he signed a shitty deal, so he, he took the accountability it, yeah. of that he admitted that, Meg not so much, and I do believe that both of them are right, and and as as we pray happens with both of these with both artists that we admire. You pray that justice prevailed. And in both situations, it did. Meg got to do what she needed to do for her art. And so did Dave. But parts of me also are just very, like, I'm hypercritical of that. Because I didn't ever hear Meg say that. I didn't ever hear Meg deny the fact that she signed a shitty deal. And that, but that. But it was almost just like the read your contracts and yada, yada, yada. It's like Meg, also, she wasn't as loud as she was about, like Dave was. But Meg did say this deal is trash.
1: And, and at I the time,
2: think, uh, I and think at a the lot of
1: it that, happened with, right. I think a lot and, of it I, happened with. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead I'm go ahead. sorry.
2: And at the time, Meg was just like, "No, I did sign this deal under these particular under these particular set of standards. We didn't know that I was going to supersede all of this shit. So we're now talking about different territory. We're in a different territory. Y'all undermined me. You underestimated me." And then I blew up bigger than what your contract had thresholds for. So now we need to renegotiate. That's the conversation. That, and that's the bottom line between the both of them. This is and, bullshit. We yeah. blew up bigger than what you anticipated. Now we need to talk. It's fair.
1: And so there's key differences, right? I'm not discounting you. And I'm not saying that pay to pay to people what they worth. You feel me? I because I actually read Meg's contract, right? Cause I was like, let me read this shit so I can understand what happened. And so with Meg's contract, she was in a three-album deal. And and the album in her contract was any length of time of a project. Excuse me, that's 40 minutes or over. That's why she's that's why she's calling good news her debut album, because it's the first project she's given over 40 minutes. In length, does that make sense? So, yes, you have a three album deal. Yes, you you are blowing up, but like that part is something that I think a lot of people rightfully overlook. They just assume any project that hits a streaming platform, especially in the era of streaming work, whether it's a mixtape, album, playlist, EP, LP, whatever the fuck, it's all on the same platform. Regardless, is from the. Corporation side from the record label side, I was like, "Yeah, you're doing really well, but you haven't even given us one album yet. You gave you gave us mixtapes. You haven't even achieved one part of the contract." And so that I think that is a different versus when you talk about Dave, it was like, "Okay, so the difference is Comedy Central reneged on the deal that they already signed because he made too much money versus 1501." was like, you, we haven't technically reneged because you've dropped these projects, but they haven't met our admittedly super specific criteria. Both people are getting fucked over. It's just a different, it's, 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 it's a different conversation. And right. I think with, with Chappelle, it's easier for him to pivot is because as, yeah, yeah Viacom owns the name Chappelle Show in its likeness in perpetuity in the universe. Basically, it owns it until forever. But she can pivot and do some other shit that doesn't use the Chappelle Show name. Versus Meg, right. she can't release music unless it's under that label. So she's in a more restrictive scenario. And I think that's why I feel for her. Is because they you know he could walk away he could do his thing like that agreement was for the show wasn't for anything else he had going on versus meg if she wants to release music she has to do it under that label until she gets out of that deal by fulfilling those requirements and that's kind of the that's what she's having right. a little she, she has a little less options than he does and i think that's part of that right
2: right I agree with you, Kevin. I thought we were going to disagree a lot more about this, honestly, friend. Like I was
1: no, prepared. For I was cause, prepared
2: cause what, to go to war, bro.
1: <laughs> no, because here's, th- here's the thing, right? And it's like at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like, and even if you brought Monique up, like I understand, like because that probably would have been one we might have disagreed more on. But even Let pay the people, with you. pay the people what they pay the people what they're Monique
2: was and absolutely is correct. And everything that she motherfucking said, and I'm so sorry. This is the hill I'm willing to die on, and I'm not going to play the comparison game. But Monique asked us. And the crazy thing is that Monique couldn't ask us to boycott her shows on Netflix because she didn't have any. Ba-dum-bum. But <laughs> <laughs> did, you,
1: did but... you know? Did you know Monique had a stand-up on Showtime?
2: Yes, I did. Okay. I didn't I, did, I, I
1: didn't know until today. That's what I was asking you. I That's watched what I was it. like. Okay.
2: But Monique is not my kind of humor. But that does not mean that just because I don't like her that takes away from the legend that she is.
1: Yeah. And so I am
2: think- the skinny bitch and she be attacking, bro, and I don't like it. <laughs> like I don't like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, she really be going in. And so and so even so when with those three, right? And it's like yeah, all of them have legitimate rights. the difference in cultural cachet the difference in are you able to pivot out of it and, and and the difference in what's your ask is kind of that's kind of what separates the three right dave david dave chappelle had you know we can admit the most cultural cachet out of the three and the most leverage out of the three and his ask was the least his ass was the most doable. It was like, look, bro, just don't watch my shit. You know what I mean? Don't watch my shit until they pay I me. Mean, it was like, all right, bet, cool. You're the creator. And also, you got to take, take it down off of Netflix. And I think it might be taken down off HBO, HBO Max, too. I got to check. But yeah, so all right, well, cool. Megan really didn't have an ass because it's like, you know what I mean, besides social media, but it's also like, you're kind of stuck in that deal, system until you give them niggas the three albums. Like, you can't release music unless it's under this label. So... Like, you're kind of stuck. And, and Monique was like, I love Monique. Mo- I don't know if anyone's going to boycott the entire streaming platform. <laughs> like, that's...
2: I mean, and I'll be honest with you, Mo. <laughs> I'm not going to boycott Netflix, but I stand with you. I, you I do. And, I absolutely... Like, I stand I the, with you. And, and Netflix the, ended up having to pay the bitch any motherfucking way. Not only the, did Monique... Did they settle the Monique lawsuit? Won, I thought they I was, I no, thought it was still in it. she there. won her lawsuit. They didn't settle shit. She won that lawsuit. And you get the Parkers. You get everything Monique's name is attached to, bro. They gotta pay Monique until so they gotta stop paying Monique, bro. That's why you, bro. Netflix is going up to eighteen dollars. If you don't have it to pay Monique, bro, just say that. Just say that.
1: I'm listen. The, the day the day my mama decides to cancel her Netflix, I'm gonna be hurt. <laughs> hurt.
2: As a matter of fact, which one of y'all got Amazon Prime and Disney Plus, bro? I've got enough streaming platforms. My cable bill is high enough. Listen.
1: Like, I'm listen. I'm over here trying to make deals. I'm am listen, whenever we done from here, I'm gonna call Tom Warner Cable and be like, "Hey bro, this is built prime. What are going to do about it."
2: <laughs> cuz I So real I, quick friend, cuz these people want to go eat and so do I, right? Mhm. Mm-hmm. I have a qu- so last Thursday we had the absolute pleasure of watching Gucci Mane versus Jeezy versus battle. Now, I got the pleasure of I had to work so I got to actually watch it, like at my job, at my second job, bartending and whatnot. But I'm gonna be honest with you, I thought a bitch was back in, like they brought me back, they took me back to my college days. Like I remember getting ready to go out and shaking my ass to some of these songs. I remember standing up next to the DJ and like losing my motherfucking mind when Jeezy dropped or when Gucci dropped. Yeah, like I was ready. I forgot on Gucci. some of the
1: yeah. I forgot honestly. I forgot some of the Jeezy hits and how they made too. me feel when they came on. Like, like when Bottom of the Map came on, nigga, like, I was like, yeah. oh Because, you know, again, like, if you're from Cincinnati, if you're from Southwest Ohio, nigga, like, you, you was rolling with Gucci. Gucci was always you here, was, bro. Gu- listen, Gucci, Gucci
2: was Gucci in was the Gucci was here Ritz. so much, baby. We
1: that nigga was... <laughs> Gucci was in the Ritz. Gucci was in Celebrities. Gucci was, like... I
2: remember <laughs> being in VIP in the red, standing right next to Gucci, bro. And this was before y'all had these hip-ass, cool-ass fucking phones and videos and shit, bro. I was in the Ritz with Gucci. Like, my section was right... Well, not my section, I was in some nigga's section, and, like, it was right next to Gucci, bro.
1: And so, I used and to be
2: right there.
1: Yeah, and Man. so, you know, they, they, so they played their hit, and I think, so, here, here's the real story about it, is, like, Gucci and GV, but Gucci especially left some hits on the table. Like, he did play Freaky Girl... He didn't play shirt off. He didn't play Go Head. He ain't play, you know what I'm saying, like t- some of it's his cool. other shit. But I still walk home with my
2: pistol in my lap for my nigga, bro. But
1: beca- because Gucci had a different objective than Jeezy. Jeezy oh, came to win the
2: battle.
1: Jeezy came to win the battle. Gucci came to to put heat on Jeezy. And and so yeah, so so you know, he Gucci starts off with round one. You know what I'm saying? This is round one, Gucci man versus Jeezy. And honestly. This entire discussion has showed me who was in the culture early and who just got in the culture. Because I had yep. people asking like, damn, did he just record this? Like, nigga, this song is about 10, 15 years old, my nigga, where were you, you weren't outside. Clearly. Where you were
2: not outside. And, and here's and the problem that I had. What's up? Here's the problem I had, friend. And I'm gonna be honest with you. The issue that I'm having here is that is this. If you guys are not familiar with the Jeezy versus Gucci beef, let's break it down for you, shall we?
1: Yeah, we broke it down a little bit on the previous episode, so and we'll and, and we'll make it quick. So Gucci and Jeezy did so icy, right? They did so icy. That was like Gucci's first single. That was Jeezy's kind of was still coming up. They did so icy, banger. Ran 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 Atlanta, ran the South, ran Cincinnati, all that shit. So then there was a, a, a discussion on whose album was it supposed to go on because originally it was supposed to go on i think Jeezy's first album but then gucci put it on his first album the independent shit that was the first issue and then Jeezy was like well if you're gonna put that on the album nigga pay me my feature fee gucci was like nigga fuck you and so that was that was the, the start of it and then it escalates into songs Jeezy, uh, you know what i'm saying Round one, Gucci man versus Jeezy. Jeezy drops Stay Strapped, and in, in Stay Strapped, he puts a he puts a 10k bounty on Gucci's like necklace. He's like, whoever gets me Gucci's necklace, I'll give him 10 rats so I can cremate it. So then, Gucci Gucci is with a young lady uh, where four niggas come in and, and and rush Gucci. You know, what I'm saying, trying to get the bounty, trying to get the chain. Um, You know what I'm saying? They, 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 they... I think they look... It looks like they're getting ready to pull out their guns. You know what I'm saying? So Gucci starts shooting. Gucci starts shooting. Mm -hmm. Kills, um... Kills one of the people, uh, 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 a Jeezy associate named Pookie Loke. Kills one of him. Gets charged for murder. Beats the murder crime. Beats the murder rap because the witness said it it was clearly self-defense. So then... So, you know, Gucci then b- drops the truth. This is, uh, you know, we're, we're, this is, like, main, main level stuff. Because there's a lot of other shit that mm-hmm. Gucci drops the t- truth, you know what I'm saying? Like, they get dead homie up, but he can't say shit. And if you're looking for the boy, I'll be in zone six. And so it's back and forth. like, entourages brawl, brawled. You know, shots have been fired and other things. So was, this is not, like, a rap beat. This is a very street-level beat. And again, like we said last episode, when this an- was announced, we all thought it was fake at first. Because we was like, ain't no way. Ain't no way these niggas going to be in the same room. This is this is a 15-year-long beast, bro. Like, you'd you be better off getting dogs and cats in the same room. Cat Catfields and McCoys, nigga. Like, fucking people who like mm-hmm. pumpkin pie and people who like sweet potato pie than this shit. It was like, nigga. And so then, I think what happened, Gucci does it. You know what I'm saying? Gucci wants to... They pay Gucci the bag. And I think even Gucci said in... The midst of the interview, in the midst of the verses, I told y'all niggas if I couldn't play if I couldn't play the street shit if I couldn't keep it all the way a hundred I wasn't gonna do it. So Gucci plays, you know, round one. Gucci plays seven forty five. Do I smell a pussy? No, that's just no, that's cheesy. And then Gucci plays truth. And when Gucci played truth, I know we in quarantine. At least we're supposed to be in quarantine, <laughs> Newport Ultra Lounge. Um, I know mm-hmm. we in quarantine, but. Everyone collectively, like, like, gra- like grasped hands and, like, oh shit, like, oh fuck. Cause, you know, listen, if we was what? We, everybody was on hot edge, and not only the track, but Ben Gucci after was like, damn, nigga, like, we, we, we smoking on Pookie low tonight, you know what I'm saying? And if, you, and if you send another one, I'll send them back to you in a box as well. Like, just real aggressive, you feel me? Like, real, like, everyone's like, yep they baby about to fight like we everyone was expecting like the technical difficulties to come up and so then Jeezy baby and so then Jeezy you know what I'm saying did he 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 went into this speech about like how he extended an olive branch and you know what I'm saying he, he tried to he tr- he wanted to do it for the culture and everything and everything like that and he, he he tied in you know what I'm saying other rapper deaths and like how he wanted to kind of really like you know Squash it, and then went into. I'm the realest nigga in it. Y'all already know, guys. you already know four times in a row. And so, and here's the discussion, because this this was a split decision, and I'm gonna tell you where I fall on this, because a lot of people okay. was like, Oh Jeezy Jeezy grown just big bro Gucci Jeezy just grown man Gucci he he moved on he you know saying he's on his grown man shit like shout out to Jeezy for that. And then a lot of other people, including me, was like, Nated. "Me, like, you yep. don't, you don't get to tell me to let some shit go that you yep. escalated." And also, yeah, here's the difference, right? Gucci in in his book, in the autobiography, in, in his book, right? <laughs> Autobi, that word just wasn't trying to come out. To that
2: Little, <laughs> listen, words are heart.
1: Words are heart. and so, but in his book. Gucci talked about how he was on hella drugs at the time, how he was fighting, just fighting demons, fighting PTSD, fighting paranoia. And he, he admitted, <clears throat> he, he expressed regret in, like, his action to leading up to that. He didn't express regret about killing the man, because in, in, in Gucci's mind, and in the actual state of Georgia's mind, he had a, a acceptable, it was a justifiable homicide. He had Let he me was tell acting, you something. In, acting in self-defense. <laughs>
2: And I'm not, I, you know me, Calvin. I can't get into no fucking details, and I really don't. But Shorty, a couple of years ago, was kicking it with somebody I had no business hanging out with. Just none. We had, no, we had nothing more in common than, like, we just enjoyed each other's the company, and he had the best weed. That's it. Literally it. And we used to ride around the city, and I would roll with him while he handled his business. Bro, we got shot at one time. I can't tell you the niggas that shot at me. I don't know. But the fact that I know what it feels like for somebody to aim a gun in my direction with the intent of harm is enough for me to know that whoever, whenever I find out who that nigga is, it's, a, it's, it's up. It's always up. It's up. It's up. So the fact that Gucci sent that nigga back in a body bag is something I would never be mad about. You deliberately put my life in harm's way. And you had no... Were, Ill,
1: people no, were trying to up. play semantics... With like he didn't put a bounty on his head. He just wanted his chain, fam. If you, if I tell somebody to go get your chain, and I know you and I know your scrap, come on now. Like two plus two sometimes does equal four. Like let's no, let's not do this.
2: Yeah, like bro, no, no, fuck that. Yeah, and it's crazy how y'all could talk about Jeezy's at peace with a situation he fucking escalated. Fuck, fuck and, that. And fuck Jeezy
1: that. never fuck that. ever formally apologized
2: never Gucci apologize for trying to take this for, man's life y'all and, got y'all got the game fucked up you,
1: you, like at least even if you're gonna go into like come on bro put it, at least say like nigga like i was violent i let i let my aggression get the best of me i'm sorry like you know what i mean just you know what i mean like at least do something like that before you tell me at, to get over it you didn't you need baby, to apologize you for don't that get
2: shit. to tell me yeah you do not get to tell me to just get over some shit and you try to take me away from my life you try to take my life dog you're lucky bro You're
1: lucky. Lucky does not describe
2: what
1: you are. And some niggas, you know what I'm saying, some niggas, you know, talk about, like, how we don't really understand real street culture if we think Gucci. Like, first and foremost, bro, like, honestly, (laughs) a lot of you niggas, if someone tried to kill you, would you let it go? Okay. No. It's still
2: up (laughs) for the little bitch that had my son's name in her mouth. You think I'm letting somebody... You letting? First of all, let's rewind. It's really up for the bitch who had my son's name in her mouth. It's up. I have not reached that type of growth yet to where I could just forgive some shit like that. No, bitch. You have a problem every time I see you. And it's by the grace of God that I have shit to lose, like real shit I could lose right now by even leaping in that direction. But if I ever get a straight hair across my ass and decide that this is the type of time I'm on, it's up wherever we're standing, period. But imagine somebody put a threat on my life Oh no. Nah. Nope. The fact that Gucci could have even been on that stage and no shit happened was great.
1: Cause I think honestly Grace what God. happened... I think honestly what happened. Because they were they, they, out of, they weren't in the same room until that Thursday. And I think what happened was I think Gucci thought he got over it. And I think Gucci, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Gucci talk shit. Gucci's Gucci. Like Gucci gonna talk shit. He gonna dress fly and he's gonna have his wife and every designer she could find. Um, so Gucci... You know, Baby, so,
2: I know Keisha <laughs> K. was back there looking like a highlighter. I know fam,
1: she was. Listen, six months pregnant, too. You know what I'm saying? Gucci got a kid on the way. And so... And I think he thought he was over... I think he thought he was in a better place than he was. And then, like, he kind of relapsed when he saw that saw, saw the nigga across the stage. Like, you understand? Know what i saying? Gucci didn't sit down the entire verses. He didn't sit down once. He brought that chair off of that nope. nigga for nothing. And and so I just honestly think he really thought he was over it, and he and he he was mistaken. He wasn't over. It. He didn't he had didn't get to a point where he could really do it. And even at the end, the the, the little the, the so icy performance, a little you know after party, whatever, whatever, like that was probably more fake than attention. If we're gonna keep it a buck, I think it's more so like we can't fuck mm-hmm. up this bag. And I think they have grown to a point where they're never going to be friends. You can't put a hit on me and like we be friends. But I think it's something where at least now they can potentially be in the same room as each other and shit not be super awkward for everybody involved. Or, like, because, you know, I was talking to a lot of niggas from Atlanta on on Clubhouse and just trying to get the vibe because that's a city. And it it was a lot of, like, you had to choose sides. Like, you either was going to be a bodyguard for Gucci or you're going to be a bodyguard for Jeezy, but you can't be a bodyguard for both. Like, little kids. When they growing up in school was like you either team Gucci or team Jeezy, like so a, it, it caused a lot, a, caused a lot of division in the city of Atlanta. You know what I mean? Especially because like Gucci really from Zone Six, like Jeezy is an Atlanta nigga, but he don't really have like a neighborhood from like what I was told. And this is this is more so I think the example for trying to get other people who maybe have less severe grievances with each other to be able to kind of. Let's put that shit to the side. Because it's like, if Gucci and Jeezy right. can at least talk and do this with their history, the relative history that whoever may have or whoever can be squashed out.
2: I mean, hell. Gucci. In I was team Gucci from...
1: The- 2020 had both Aunt Bibbs hugging each other and Gucci versus Jeezy. This is a wild, wild year.
2: You know what? We're going to talk about that next time. I need to watch it. Like, I'm actually going to watch it.
1: You, you, listen, I'm... I'm if I was about to cry during that Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion, I know you're gonna boo. I know it, baby. I Hands know I'm down, gonna be a
2: mess.
1: Guaranteed, you're gonna boo. Because my allergies was acting up, and I was like, "Oh, fuck!" So I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna. Cry.
2: Y'all know I'm gonna be a mess. Hey, mess. Ah, mess. Um, moving right along, we are all right. I don't even want to talk about the Grammys. So we're going to move on. I don't want
1: to talk about it. <laughs> we, can, we can talk about the... We, can, we don't have to get into mm-hmm. details, but we can talk about how we have to... Well, I think an important thing for us to make is we have to, we have to make a choice now, as a culture, on what we're going to do. So, because the only time we bring up these other Black awards is in comparison to the Grammys. We don't give a fuck about them until we talk about how the Grammys <laughs> ain't for the culture. So here's, so we could, this yes, listen, the Grammys ain't ever been for us. People forget, it. the first time they had a rap album, which, which was won by Will Smith, ironically enough, the Grammy, the entire category boycotted because they weren't trying to show it on TV. They were trying to do, you mm-hmm. know, Grammys has, you know, awards that they give off air, that they give before, the, all of that shit. And they're going to try to make rap and mind you, this is in, like, 1988, 1989, so it's not like the infancy days of rap. Like, rap was still popular into one of those awards. So the entire category boycotted and threw a party at, like, probably Will Smith's house. That's how, that, that's mm-hmm. how they started. That's how, that's, that's how the, the era has started. And so, yes, it hasn't gotten much better. It's gotten a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to, you know... The, uh, the Freddie Gibbs of the world for getting the nomination and shout out to Chica and Megan and Beyonce and, you know, all of them for getting nominations and shit. But. We have to make a decision, right? Are we going to continue to give the Grammys this outsized level of importance when we know it doesn't accurately reflect what's going on in the culture? It's similar to the Oscars. We you know I mean like I understand like you you get Grammy nominated or Grammy award winning in front of your name, your check go up. Just like if you get Oscar nominated or Oscar award winning, your check go up. And I understand that. But we know that neither the Oscars or the Grammys or any of these really mainstream award shows really accurately reflect the culture like that. So we have a choice. Right. Are we going to continue to give these mainstream award shows this outsized importance on the culture? and continue to do the same dance every year about the outrage, about who got snubbed, who's this and that, how they missed a the mark, or are we going to actually and actively make a concerted effort to, to, to rise up the level of importance of, I don't know, the BET Awards, and the, and the NAACP, you know what I'm saying, awards, the Soul Train Awards, the BET Hip Hop Awards, but you know what I mean? Like, we, we have to choose a path. Because those, you know what I'm saying, those cat and I understand saying is run by Viacom the same way Comedy Central is run by Viacom. Newsflash, Viacom owns 40% of the networks on TV. So you're giving them your money one way or another. <laughs> like, if you try to avoid every Viacom show, goodbye, bh one goodbye, Love & Hip Hop, goodbye, BT, goodbye, all of them shit. So like, right. you know what I mean? So are we going to, I think, if we're going to continue to be frustrated with the Grammys, we need to either make an active choice to, infl- to infiltrate the Grammys and put people who actually know the culture on there. Or we say fuck the Grammys as a collective and the big stars show up and give a fuck about the, about the other awards that we have. We need to do one of the two because we can't keep doing the same shit and expecting different results.
2: I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Um, which is why I didn't want to get into it too tough because I know that you and I actually agree. Um, moving right along, I don't want to talk about Tabria and Lizzo either because, honestly, we know what it is. I'm going to be honest with you. Lizzo is just being herself. And I'm going to be honest. I'm a fan of Lizzo's music. I'm a fan of Lizzo's art. Lizzo, the personality comes across to me a little obnoxious. Just a little bit. A little obnoxious. But I like her. I like Lizzo. I like Tabria. I like their art. But Lizzo's personality gets... When you scrutinize Lizzo, right? Rightfully so, because some of the shit she does is obnoxious. But when you scrutinize Lizzo, it starts a conversation about colorism and fat, pho- and fat phobia. And if there is if some of the criticism Lizzo gets in the comparison game, yes, shadowed in, in colorism a little bit, absolutely. It is. It's there. We can recognize that. But Lizzo gets, but I just want us to separate the criticism that Lizzo gets, rightfully so, because she does some obnoxious shit versus the fact that there is color. There is a legitimate colorism debate between Tabria and Lizzo. That's all I'm going to say on that one.
1: Is Tabria really that much lighter than Lizzo? I ain't really pee. Yes. I ain't really, but It's
2: significant enough for it to be a difference.
1: Yes. Listen, I don't. I I be confused sometimes on who's light skin, who's dark skin, who's brown skin, because motherfuckers be changing. You know what I mean? (laughs) We we could have two people who are the same skin tones. Somebody would call one light skin, the other brown. I just be confused. That's why I kind of like eat my food because I'm like I don't. You know what I mean? Like I I can understand it, but again, for me, Lizzo doesn't make music for me. She 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 doesn't make music for me. Which is fair. That, you know what I mean that she, she, and also like but
2: you could say she, that Lizzo's not your target audience without like fat shaming does, her yeah, and she, I think you do a yeah. great job of that she,
1: she doesn't make music for me I personally think Lizzo's a bird but she, she, she does good work and I think the fucked up thing for Lizzo is because she's fat black and outspoken people automatically make her an activist when she's just being herself it's like man, just, because right. I'm, just because I'm an other doesn't mean every time I speak I have to advocate for somebody. You know what I mean? Like, that's some bullshit. But I understand that. I acknowledge that. Lizzo's also a bird to me. And she does bird-like shit. So that's part of the reason I'm just like, eh.
0: You
1: know what I mean? Like, I understand birds. I a fine that. line between criticism, criticizing her because she's fat, and then criticizing her because she's a bird. And I try to stay on the line because, like, no, listen, I have no issue with, with with fat people. I, too, am a fat. But Lizzo is a bird. And therefore, I have to be honest, when Lizzo does bird-like shit.
2: I agree. I agree. And with the right, And shout-out so, to DeBria.
1: Shout-out to DeBria Majors for just, you know, being to being DeBria Majors. You know, you go, girl.
2: Yeah, shout-out to her. You go, Gluncoco. Two for you, Gluncoco. Enough nothing but your <laughs> I'm dead. So... I really feel like we should save Megan's album review for a longer episode. Because there's debates. And we don't have time to get into it.
1: I mean, shit. We, we got time. We, on, we, we, we had an hour. You got somewhere to be? I just point, I my, do.
2: My, my family wants me to come cook, bro.
1: The, the nerve. I do the why they want the, me in the kitchen, The nerve bro. of them. The nerve. He unmitigated gall. I do. How they, how they gonna make right. you cook when you don't even eat for real? That's some bullshit.
2: I, you know? <laughs> They want me to do some prep work. So I actually do have to get up out of here. But Uh I do want to say that before we do, right, I want you guys to consider that I understand that the holiday season means that we are supposed to be spending a lot more time with our families, right? We are supposed to be using this time to gather and, and be with each other. And I want that, right? It's hard to tell people that you can spend 60, 40 plus hours a day with people inside of a building for your work but you can't spend a couple hours on holidays that mean something with your family because of COVID restrictions. It is fucked up to tell people that. But this is what I really want y'all to consider, right? As you make your holiday plan, There is a party tonight, and I'm going to leave the venue and the promoters out of it. Because I am Brattle Girl Alley. I am Brunch Alley. That is where I get some of my money from. So I I know how I'm finna sound, right? I need y'all to be considerate. You plan on going out tonight. You plan on going to go see, shaking ass, buying bitches drinks. I don't want to stand, y'all want to stand on couches. I don't want to see a bunch of broke bitches standing on couches screaming, we paid, bro. That's all y'all finna go do. And then to wake up tomorrow, sober up enough to go hug and breathe that same fucking air on top of Big Mama with the lung condition and Big Papa who's been fighting emphysema since the 1950s, bro. I need y'all to think and to really, 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 really think. And this is one of those things where honestly, this is a character building exercise. This shows you exactly who you are. Because I want y'all to be able to be with your families, but I want y'all to do it safely. And there are absolute sacrifices that I have had to make because, hey, mom, dad, this is my job right now. This is what's required of me in order to make my money. So the sacrifice, the trade-off is I don't get to be up underneath y'all like I want to. Because I have to be up underneath people. You have a choice here. Do I want to drink and kick it with my niggas? Yes. Do I miss standing on top of couches and being a rat bitch? Yes. To my core. I miss standing in VIP judging you poor niggas out there with the general population. I miss doing that shit as much as the next bitch. But you want to know it's not worth it? Taking home anything that could compromise the health of my breast cancer Surviving mom, or my seventy-seven-year-old father, or my eleven-year-old son. Certain shit just doesn't isn't worth it, bro. That club ain't going no fucking where. Then people don't give a fuck about you in that cheap ass outfit, sis. Bro, my nigga, you've had to borrow these jeans
3: twice. Sit down. Sit down.
1: Oh man! Honestly,
2: as somebody who's personally affected by COVID, as somebody who has had COVID, as somebody who has had to watch family members fight and survive COVID, bro, sit y'all asses down.
1: Like you niggas out here sending thoughts and prayers to Jeremiah as he continues to fight COVID, and he—I think he just got out of the ICU—and then go out. and then go to the same function. Okay, let's let's do math. Because you know me, I'm a, math, I'm a math-ass nigga. So, with the current rate of daily cases and, and, and all of this shit going on in the state of Ohio, in Columbus and Cincinnati, Ohio, if you have a gathering of 10 people, there's a 40% chance that at least one of those people currently has COVID. And that's a 10-person t- number. We the club that we're talking about fits way more than ten people. It fits. I think if you really try, it could fit a thousand. Forty percent. Right. a forty percent chance that out of every ten people, one of you niggas got the Rona. And I, I hear all of this stuff about like, yeah, we're uh, we we we, we sanitize the, the 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 club. We we. You know i'm saying we we, we disinfected the clip. okay that's great but what happens when someone who's asymptomatic comes in with it but you what what happens right and again according to the math according to the numbers there is a very high percent chance that there's at least one to two motherfuckers who are going to come in who have verona we've seen it happen when y'all went to Coney Island and after the ass at that boozy pool party. I saw, a fa- I saw a Facebook status like, yeah, I got the Rona, but I ain't gonna stop that from me going out and kicking it. You stupid dummy bitch. <laughs> like the nerve of you. And I think the difference is, yes, in the summer, you could be outside a little bit more. And like, there were times where we weren't in a spike. We are in the worst spike that we have seen since the pandemic started, bro. This is worse than March levels. Right. And not only that, I, listen, because again, I'm not perfect. I, I've traveled. I've, I've been to LA. I've been in the airports. You know, I went out maybe twice. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that I'm not holier than thou here. But the difference is out of every one of those times, I I stayed my ass in the house until I, I was sure I was safe to go back outside. Like out, Like if I went out, on a Friday or if I went to a wedding on a Saturday or something like that, I, that entire next week I was self-isolated to make to, just to give the, the potential virus time to incubate enough so it can be seen on any COVID test that I take. And then I took the COVID test. And then I continued to isolate until I got the results back that I'm negative. And that's when I went outside or that's when I saw my high-risk people or that's when I saw the people that I cared about. You selfish-ass niggas are literally going straight for me. pet, And I know it's going to be pet because I know the promoters and they are very good at their jobs. They are very good at their jobs.
2: And what's bo- crazy is like, I understand. Like I get it. Like Your, I get it. Bills I need can- to be
1: paid, bro. Like I get it. The, the, Listen, the bar need to be, paid. I understand.
2: I too have FOMO. I too, I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I want to stand on top of the couch and be as reckless as y'all. So bad, bro. So bad. I have a desire to get really, really, I want to overdress for y'all parties and complain about you ill-mannered ass bitches not being able to say excuse me, bro. I, I really truly, 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 truly would want to, bro. I truly, truly want to. I honestly want to. I wish I could go out there and then go and sit up underneath my parents and my child with a good conscience. Or the people that I have to go into the office and work with every day. That have people they have to take care of. I wish I could just be that narrow-minded. I wish I saw a tweet the other day that all ignorant
1: no call it, this nigga bro. Ignorance is so bliss.
2: It must There's be. There's this tweet, bro.
1: It must be Let nice. To be stupid. It. Go ahead.
2: It pissed me off so bad. The fucking tweet said. It said, "I really don't want any more phone calls about niggas lecturing me about um, that party being open tomorrow, right? Because y'all still go into Target and Walmart, and it's the same amount of people." Bro, I ain't never seen the most dumbest ass shit.
1: Sorry, that was sorry. the dumbest shit I've ever seen sorry, in my sorry, life, sorry, bro. Sir, 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 sir. Let, sir. First and foremost.
2: And I know that that's a lot coming from me. I but, know that that's and, a lot coming and, from me. But like, I let know me,
1: it let, is. Let, let, let's break this down, right? Because, you know what I'm saying? Sorry. First and foremost, if you do choose to go into a Walmart or a Target or a Kroger, odds are you're doing it because you need something. Like, damn, I'm out of toilet paper. Or I need groceries or fuck, I need something. You're doing it because you need something. Not because I'll, no one's going to Walmart and shaking ass. No one's going to Target and popping bottles. You, you fucking. Mm. Anyway, second point. Generally, if I choose to go to Target, and mind you, I'm a, I'm a king of like, listen, I'm going to do online pickup. And you're going to come out and bring this shit to my car because it's free right now. Or I'm going to do online ordering. That way I can come in, pop, pull up in the parking lot, and y'all can give me my shit. If I do decide to go into any of those, I'm in there for maximum Thirty minutes with the mask on the entire time, and they're actually I doing social really distancing to to, like, versus versus. Think, hold, on, hold on, hold on, versus a pet club where we know as soon as you niggas get a couple of shots in you, y'all not gonna wear your mask. I've we've seen it, we've seen it, and they're gonna be in there for three fucking hours. The math don't matter, bro. And like, don't don't try to insult my intelligence by comparing this to anything about Target or Walmart because. I know the person who said that. He's a smart motherfucker. And I know he know better. I know he know better because he is a smart individual. You don't get to where he is in life without being a smart individual, which is why I'm frustrated that he said that stupid shit.
2: I was pissed because you're not dumb. It's just and, 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 really, really And you're liked. playing in
1: our face. Honestly, I'll... Listen, it's taking and you're everything in, in my me. my face, bro. It's taking everything in me not to call Big Homie DeWan and snitch on all you niggas. Like, you see what they're doing, bro? You ain't gonna stop it. You ain't gonna shut it down. You ain't... You- like, you are not going to stop like, it, bro? Like, I really
2: want y'all to, like, bro, like, even watching, seeing videos from Newport, I was disgusted.
1: And y'all about to go breathe on the potato salad, like, tomorrow. Like, I understand. if you want to Watching kick videos
2: it, from Newport, I was if disgusted. If you want to kick it,
1: if you want to kick it, cool. But you can kick it and then just stay the fuck at home and not visit your family, bro. Like, you got to choose one of the two, bro. If you want to go see your mom, see your dad, see your aunties, Don't go out tonight, bro. It's a really simple equation. But if you choose to go out on Black Friday, tonight, whatever, stay the fuck at home by yourself, bro. It's a very simple one plus one equals two, and you niggas are trying to make it 30. And that's frustrating. You can't have your cake and eat it too right now. We have all sacrificed for this shit. My birthday's in a fucking month. And I know I can't do the shit I usually do for my birthday because it's fucking coronavirus outside. I don't want to hear... Niggas have lost their family members or moms or dads. Niggas have had to FaceTime their parents while they fucking are having their last breath because they can't even be in the same fucking room. And you, and you niggas can't give up kicking it for one fucking night? Fuck you. Fuck you. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart, and it hurts me because of some of my niggas who's doing this shit.
2: Some of my niggas are doing this dumb ass shit. And to be honest with you, if y'all wonder why, like, I've hosted maybe a small dinner or two and you haven't been over here is because I know that you're out in the streets being wrecked. And I do not want you in my house
1: you don't listen from, from honestly and truly because I, I had the same amount of people and i know these niggas are responsible and if one of you listen at this point i'm very close to look like, if you want to kick it with me i need to need a negative covid test within the last 72 hours because because you niggas are wild right now and you niggas are wild and, and, and the crazy thing about these wildly. is the crazy thing about these super spreader events it never be even niggas who are actually at the event to end up dying. It be even niggas' grandmas or it be, be the grandma of someone else it's who got infected. Literally yelling, like, telling
2: me, you can't tell me RIP in one breath and then we at such and such from six to 10 open bar shit the next breath. You cannot. You cannot. You can't. You cannot. You're so, like, you're, listen, cognitive dissonance cannot be that great, bro. You can't. You can't. I'm gonna get off this topic because I feel myself getting emotional,
1: and Man, I'm you know already what? here, bro. Like, listen, listen. Happy, happy holidays to all of the, all of our listeners. We wouldn't be shit without you. You, you guys have helped Literally us through each and every
2: last one of y'all.
1: You guys have listened to us when we have came in happy, came in sad, came in depressed, came in angry, and you guys have listened throughout our shitty episodes, our great episodes, our episodes of audio issues, our episodes that were late. Episodes that are short, or episodes that were Maybe. long as fuck. We 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 appreciate you. The curse you.
2: out. Listen, y'all have we said, y'all have you. written with, with me and Calvin when there were points and we didn't know if this podcast was even gonna make it, and yet here we are coming on a three year coming up on a three year anniversary.
1: And, um, and so happy, grateful. Happy holidays to all. This is this will probably release on Black Friday. So again, if you can online shop, online shop. I promise you, them, them deals ain't going nowhere. Um, take care of your family, take care of your mental health, like, re- you know, rest in peace to all the people that we have lost this year because of COVID or because of ignorance or because of stupidity. Just listen, Absolutely. man. Be, I, it's tough to find things to be grateful for right now. But my positive note is like, be grateful, find something to be grateful for because you are, if you, you've made it this far, you've made it this far for a reason. And I truly believe that you are still destined to do amazing things if you have made it through this year. And I believe in you. I trust in you. And I, and I love you. I even love the people who make stupid decisions. Like again, my niggas are making stupid decisions right now, and I still got love some for them. Of some of my
2: niggas are making some dumb ass decisions. I still dog, got love I'm... for them.
1: I still got love for him. It's tough love. It's like, fam, like you know what I mean? Like you better than this, bro. And 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 at the end of the day, I have gratitude for the people in my life who have been who who ridden with me when I didn't even want to ride for myself. Who 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 exactly. Been Who've been there for me when I when I pushed them away because I felt like I didn't deserve that from them, and I I appreciate everyone who that applies to. You guys are you guys are the best. And I appreciate you.
2: We love you, Calvin. And that's like that. I don't have any more words than that. You know who loves you. You know who's gonna be down the ride. And what, what shit we gonna do? What we do best. Pull up and show out. Period. But no, thank y'all. Again, have a very, 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 very blessed holiday. Be Have a safe holiday. It's your girl, Allie Nicole.
1: It's your boy, C. Diddy. We are out of here. Peace.
2: Peace.
1: Yo. I'm about to take a chance, y'all. Blindfolded with the fridge, bro. Little mama playing a D.